I'm glad to be here this morning to bring the Word of God. And I'm going to ask you, please, uh, to stand up with me. We're going to read uh, from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 26 to 34. Mark 4, 26 to 34. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Through he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces Grain. First, the stock, then the head, then the full kernel, and <clears throat> the head. As soon as the grain is whipped, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parables? shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when I plant it, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that, that he, the birds of the air come perch. And it's shade. With many similar <clears throat> parables, Jesus spoke to the word of, to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciple, he explained everything. Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> This morning, message title is The Mystery of God of the Kingdom Growth Requires Some Principles. You know, <clears throat> probably about two weeks ago, uh, the, the two past Sundays, we heard Pastor Jim has been talking about uh, the secret of the Kingdom Growth. But we use another word, that's the same word. For secret is a mystery. You know, <clears throat> the mystery of the kingdom growth requires some principles. But before I go too, much, too, far, too far on that, I want to share something with you. But it's, one is a question, two questions Benny asked me when he was four years old. One day, one one. Evening, we, we, we came from a Haitian Christian Fellowship Church, and we got home. And it was raining very hard and lightning. But Benny don't really, you know, friend with lightning. And as we stay in the, in the hallway in the house, you know, and uh, Benny asked me the question, Daddy, 
when it is lightning like that, do God took our picture? <laughs> and he asked another one that's a little weird, but both of them are some kind of silly and weird question, you know. And he asked me, when is winning like that, Dad? Does God is being? You know? <laughs> you know, some kind of question, I don't know where he come from with those. You know? <laughs> and and I, I stayed there, I couldn't see anything. You know? <laughs> Sometimes... Sometimes there's something, you know, you cannot understand if the Holy Spirit not put it clear to you, you know. And then uh, this, I couldn't give him an answer anyway, you know, <clears throat> because uh, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> another, another one is a girl who was seven years old. She was in the classroom. And then her teacher wanted to tell the people in the class, all the kids, there is no God. But that girl, her parents was Christian, you know, and then bring her to church. On Sunday school, she heard about there is a God. God is real. They study the Bible. They do devotion, you know, together. And she always heard that there is God. And she wanted to prove her there is no God. And she just, they're killing, you know, about it. And finally, uh, the teacher told her, I'm going to show you what's real. And she sent her outside to get some grass. Said, go outside, look if you see grass, and then get me some. And then she went outside, and she found, you know, grass, and bring her some. And she said, this is what will. But if you can't show me that God is will, you know, you can't show me God, and I I won't believe. And then uh, she said, teacher, do you have intelligence? And she said, yes. You know, and then uh, she said, can you show me it and touch it for me? And she couldn't say anything. You know, and then she said, yeah, I can't prove you. There is a God. You'd have to get faith to understand there is a God. You know, there's a lot of us, a lot of people, you know, and even on the story we read here, on on, on, on the scripture we read here, on Mark, Jesus said there is some, some kind of uh, uh, thing that he is hiding from the people. Even the disciples didn't understand when he spoke at first, until he took them aside and explained them what he meant. And <clears throat> the, the word of God is a mystery. You know, and last time we heard uh, uh, Felix talking about that mystery. You know, from, you know, uh, uh, First Corinthians, the second chapter, you know, when he said, you know, what God preparing for us, no eyes, no mind, no, you know, thinking about it yet. But that, that's a mystery. But the Lord, when we read the second Corinthians, first Corinthians, you know, one verse, second uh, Corinthians two, verse nine, it says, thank God prepare for us. No eyes, no mind, conceive it yet. But when he come to verse 10, he said, you know, the Holy Spirit revealed this thing to us. This, this, this thing that revealed to us, this thing that 
hiding, you know, and then also it's hiding for those who not believe. But if you believe in Christ, if you believe in Jesus as your Savior and Lord and, and dedicate your life to follow him, he will reveal you what is secret, what is mystery to you, to me and you. But this morning, it's going to, you're going to hear some weird principles, but that's true. They are true in life. The first one is scary. I hope you not get up and go. <coughs> You know, the first principle, you know, the mystery of the kingdom growth requires, number one, is to die. To die. When I die, everything is done. Right? But according to Jesus, in the book of uh, John 12, verse 24, this is what Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But uh, it is die. But if it is, it dies, it produces many seeds. You know, to grow in the Lord, you need to die. What does die mean? It could be becoming in humility, and a complete humility before God, a complete, a complete trust in God. You know, it's not easy that dying, when you die in Christ, you not fear of anything in life than to do the will of Jesus. When you die in Christ, you're not thinking about yourself anymore because you already give your life to Jesus. And then the only thing you're going to do, Lord, do whatever you want to do with me because I am dying in you. You know? And then when you die, what dying does? Dying brings transformation. Because when you plant a grain of, uh, of a plant, and then it's going to grow. When it grows, it's going to transform into another thing. All right? It's going to grow. It's going to grow. And then it's going to span. And then it's going to branches. It's going to, you know, and many and many grains. But unless you do that, unless you sacrifice yourself, and then you're not going to do anything in the kingdom of God. We're not going to go. That's why, you know, we need to, you know, bearing ourselves, bearing the pride in our life, the, our weaknesses, our, you know, fear, you know, our unbelief. You know, when we die, all those things going to become as, as nothing. And then the seed that in us, Jesus that in us, will grow and spread through you. And you will see fruitfulness in the Lord. And then uh, dying, it's bring change. It's bring change. It bring testimonies. And in your testimonies, you know, when you go, when you go in the Lord, everybody would say, "Look at that tree. It's beautiful fruits." Yeah? Look at that person. That because he's in the Lord, you know. 
He respect himself. He respect the Lord. He follow God principles, you know, and then he work in the Lord, and then he got a willingness to help others. That's that's how you grow in the Lord. The second principle is to accept to be pruned by the gardener. Accept to be pruned by the gardener. Who is the gardener? In John, in John 15, verse 2, we found that it says, you know, he cut off every branch in me that bear no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that, that it will be even more fruit. He's not pruning you because he wants to cut you off to not, to not give any, any more fruit. But it's, it's, it's pruning you for, a, for better. It's pruning you, you know, to get more. You know, and then to, to, to increase. It's pruning you, you know, now you can, you don't have too much pressure that's unfruitful branch around you. But it's pruning you that to give you more space that you can get wonderful fruits. That's how I, it's pruning you. And then, also, that pruningness I'm talking about, it's a cleansing. You know, if you want to grow in the Lord, you cannot stay in an environment that's, that's unhealthy. You have to be in the environment that's healthy. And you have to fight for that. You have to know, you know, what can, what can make you sick. And if you are sick spiritually, you cannot grow. There is no, there is no water that can flow into you, you know, into your roots. To make you, you know, growing. You must remain in the vine. You must remain in the vine. If you're not in the vine, you know, as, the, as John said, I am the true vine. Alright? And whoever remains in me will produce. If you are in Jesus, you cannot come in, in the church every Sunday and then that's all. And anything else. You have to know Jesus' vision. You have to understand it. You have to seek to understand it daily. In your workplace. In the area where you go. You know, always praying God, Lord, I want to be more involved in your kingdom. That's the purpose you sent us. You know, in the great commandment. And I have to embrace that, Jesus. But uh, you have to remain in him. If you're not remain in him, you're not going to do the will of him. You're going to do your own thing. That's not going to produce. That's not going to go anywhere, any deeper. Remain in him. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. And I, I just read verse 2. It says, uh, he cuts off every branches, every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. 
it's, it must remain, remain in, in the vine. Neither can uh, you bear fruit unless you remain in the vine. That's how we produce daily. We're seeking for Jesus. We're seeking for God. What Jesus wants. What, what, what his purpose of, of, of this coming here on earth was. And Jesus, he died. To, to get many fruits. And today the whole world is full of the gospel. And, and today we all have hope. And everywhere the gospel just keeps spreading. You know, that's because Jesus was dying for us. Accept and like discipline. You cannot go if you don't have those things. You know, even in this life, you can see that. Sometimes you're talking to kids and not listen carefully. And then later on, something happened to them. That because they're not listen and follow. But that discipline that I'm talking about here in the Lord is not just a discipline to put you on a timeout as a kid. You know, it's not a discipline just to, you know, to, you know, use the, the whip and whip your leg when you don't want to follow. But that discipline is, you know, you know to set your time, to spend time with the Lord in prayer. Spend the time and devotion with Him. Spend the time, you know, time that you can use, you know, for the purpose of Christ by encouraging somebody on the sales group, on the small groups. And then that's how, you know, now you're looking for those things and then you put them into, into, into practice and that's how you can discipline yourself. Just like uh, somebody or, or, or they, they, some people who are athletic, they follow some principles. Sometimes you can be a good runner, but you're not win, you're not win, win because you not follow the principles, the disciplines of the game. You not follow the rules. In the kingdom of God also, there is some discipline. You cannot, you know, live the life the way you want it and you can say you are in the kingdom, that's all. If you are a true Christian, you have to live as a Christian. You have to live as a model. You have to live a life that's pleasing your dad. <clears throat> Principle number three, devoted in what pleasing God. Let's read with me Psalm 1, verse 2 and 3. Psalm 1, verse 2 and 3. Devoted in what pleases Pleases God. <clears throat> this is what Jesus said, and that God said, and someone, you know, where it starts on verse one, it says, uh, "Blessed is the man who not sit by the mockers or by the sinners or something like that." And then to verse, coming to the second verse, it says, "But his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord." And on his, on his law, he meditates day and night. Same as we read in the book of Joshua. You know, the first chapter of verse 8. You need to meditate on it day and night. And what can happen? See verse 3. The, the, because you meditate on the word of God every single day and night. And then this is what happened there. He said, he is like a tree planted 
by the streams of water, which yields his, its fruits in season, and those leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Because you are in the Lord, you are meditated in God's will, you stay in God's words, and then what happened? You prospers. You are fruitful. Even days or in all season, you get fruit. Hmm? In all season, no matter it's dry, no matter it's you know it's uh, it, it's raining, you know there is prediction. There's prediction, and this morning that's why Jesus talking to us in the book of Mark, you know, about his kingdom. And then this morning we just mostly focus on the growth of the kingdom, how you can growth grow in the kingdom. And Jesus didn't want us to stay just like a walk. You know, and a walk, they, they, they said, you know, it's a mineral that's not moved, it's not growing. The way God made it, it stayed there. It stayed there, but as question, God wants us to grow. But it is a mystery. Sometimes you don't know how your kids grow. Today you see a shoe, you buy a shoe, tomorrow it's not good. But you, de- you don't see when the feet is growing. It's just growing. You know? And then we need to believe and get faith and then to devote it in, in God principle and God words. And then we can see the fruitfulness of, of God through us. Seek for unity. Psalm 133. Let's look like together. 133. Psalms 133. Seeking for unity. To see the beauty of unity. To see how unity is powerful. How see the unity is a bomb for, to explode the enemy that doesn't want us to go. That's create, you know, uh, uh, coerce, you know, in an in, in, in environment to go. Let's see that on Psalm 133, what it says. It says, how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters, I put that in there, but they are in there, live together in unity. It is so powerful. This church cannot go with one person. You know, we need together, we need one heart. You know, and if our heart is not together, we can, we can tear it down then to grow. But uh, it says we need to grow, you know, and then it says, you know, it is like precious oil poured on the beard, on the head, running down on the beard, running down on an Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is uh, as if the dew of Hermon were falling on mountain of Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forever. This is where God sends growth. This is where God sends blessings. Where there is unity. Where the people are together. Where we got one purpose and we follow one purpose, one vision. Pastor Jim used to say, where there is two visions, it's called division. But we need to follow one vision. We're going together. We're moving together. We're on a rank. And then now we're going to grow. Principle number four. 
No problems and hardship can be opportunities for growth. Problem and hardship is not for us, for Christians. And in fact, every Christian, if you are a Christian, you're not facing problem, you are not a Christian yet. Or you're not in this life. Because the true Christians, you are in a battle daily. If you're in a battle daily, you're in, a, you are, you're in face of problem. You're in face of hardship. And then we need to be, you know, uh, to understand that there will be problem to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Sometimes you are at work, they say you cannot talk about God here. And what you do. They seem like they shut your mouth. Cannot do it. But you know the gospel of Christ is going to spread everywhere and everyone will hear it. What we need to do, if you can't talk, I can pray. I come into my, my workplace, you know, and I say, Lord, you know, uh, you know, even I can talk, Lord. My attitude, the way I act, the way I behave, Lord, can preach who I am to, you know, who I have in me. You know? And uh, lately my wife shared something with me for a co-workers, you know, that she just planted a seed where she worked. And then uh, she died. She passed away in a, with a long time of cancer. But she left something there at work, and every single one is talking about it. She always smiled. On the break time, she always spend time with the Lord and read the words. And everybody have, you know, some kind of uh, respect for that girl, for that, for that woman. You know, and then... It's, it was incredible the way everyone, you know, see the death. And then people question just like we read this morning about Blake. You know, why Blake? And then why her? And then even her boss, you know, the top boss said, okay, I don't know. Why does thing happen to good people like this? You know, and you need to sow. That's how we're sowing in the kingdom of God. When people don't see the big talk. You know, and then your action keep talking for you. In Genesis 35, verse 1 to 15, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read two verses there for you. Where after Jacob's return from Paddan, or Paddan, Aram, God appeared to him again and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but you will no longer call, call, call Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he, will, so he named him Israel. That means many blessings. In the face of the circumstances Jacob facing, you know Jacob, you know, you know, were lying to his brother, Esau, and then uh, fly and left home. He could not stay. And then, now he's in fear. He's in all kinds of circumstances, all kinds of trouble. But the Bible said that he met uh, with uh, a man or an angel. And then a fight with the angel. He fought with the angel. And the angel said, you know, oh, you, lay, you need to let me go. 
And he says, I won't let you go until you bless me. This morning, there is some hard time that's facing you. He said, I'm going to remain on the Lord until the Lord is show up and say, you know, I'm going to change your direction. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do something. I'm going to remain there. I'm going to remain there. And then, you know, <clears throat> even uh, I, I met one of the pastors who went when they got uh, the election. They got a convention here down in Minneapolis. And I know there is people here who are involved on that. I know you are involved on that. And the pastor said, you know, when I saw they start sending, you know, some kind of uh, gas, you know, I'm just running. I couldn't stand, but I'm running. And then when I saw a police, and I was scared because I, I didn't, I think the, the police is going to say, I am doing something wrong here. But I'm, I'm coming closer to him because I want to tell him that I am here for peace. I'm here to tell the people it's not this way they need to do things. They need to do things. You know, I'm here to talking about God. That's God. This country is God country. We need to have peace. We need to get together. You know, don't do violence. That's why I'm here. You know, and then the police told him, you know, okay, come in. And then stay, stay with me. Stick with me. And then tomorrow again, he come back again. You know, on that thing. But uh, sometimes it's, it's tough. But you are dedicated to do it. No matter how it can be. No matter you see, sometimes it's coming like you say, okay, you back up. But you back up to get strength. You know, I remember when I was in Haiti, to jump a hole, you know, you have to get some kind of distance to take, you, you know, to, 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 for you can jump over. If you stay too close, you might fall into it, into the hole. And as a believer, we need to do such a thing. You know, problem can be opportunities in the kingdom of God. Spiritual growth results from listening to and obey God's words. Spiritual growth results and listen to and obey God's words. Deuteronomy 5, verse 1 said, Moses known all Israel and said, Hear, O Israel, the decrees and the law and the decrees and laws I declare I declare in your in your hearing today. Learn them. And be sure to follow them. Be sure to follow them. Today, the Lord spoke to Pastor Jim. You know, this year, of the year of opportunity, just like Moses, we're talking to the people of Israel. Today, Jim is talking to us. He said, this is what the Lord said. If we put faith into it, and everyone will put hand and then say, yes, it's a time to move on. It's a time to, 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 to grab together, you know, the, the vision that the Lord has for us. And then we will see the growth into the kingdom. We'll see growth. But we have to be obedient and listen carefully. Listen is observing. Somebody said, let me read that. Listen is obser- obs- absorbing and accepting information about God. Listening is understand, understanding its meaning and all implication. 
Listening is putting into action all we have learned and understood. We cannot learn something and don't do anything with it. I know there's a lot of people who got a lot of good degrees, you know, but they cannot use all of them at once. You know, if you got this job and then you cannot do that and that and that, but uh, there's some of them that put them aside. But in the kingdom of God, when God is teaching, is, is teaching you something, he's teaching you it for good. He's teaching you for developing of his kingdom. And then that's why, you know, Jesus, you know, tell us, we, are, we might be small, just like Bethel can see here. we small church here, you know, but Bethel is all over. It starts going all over. And the Lord wants to use us more to those who don't even, you know, hear about battle yet. And this morning we heard what's going on to the Somalis. We give glory to God for this good work, and then we give thanks to God that we are a part of that. Are you feel happy about it? Five, recognize weakness is often to the beginning of growth. Weakness, recognize that weakness is often the beginning of growth. How we can explain that? I might be really weak in my area and in my walk with Christ, but I realize that I am weak and I let Pastor Tom strengthen me. I give him opportunity to speak in my heart and my life. I leave any brother in this room to see, as they see my weakness, and then they come to me and speak to me, and I, and I, and I can listen to them, and then to help me to grow in God's kingdom. We read in uh, Romans 14, verse 1 to 23, I read down verse, uh, 20, verse, verse 1. It says, Accept him, those faith is weak, without passing judgment on disputable matters. You just accept the person the way he or she is. That's kind of the, you, that's, how, that's how Jesus tells us, you know, to go. You know, that's why also we are together. To imagine one another. And then now, when we got people that's ready, that's why, you know, also we got uh, all kind of the Bible studies here going on Sunday evening, all kind of the teaching going here. That's because we need to mature the people that are here and then to send them out as branch and to stand, to grow, you know, everywhere in the part of the world. We're not doing that just to, to stay here, to remain here as a great people, great people who knows really well the, the Bible. We do it because we want to get branch. We have to get branch everywhere. That's the kingdom of God. You know, Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians 12, you know, verse 7 to 10, where Paul said, you know, in, uh, <clears throat> to keep me from becoming a concept because of those uh, surpassing, surpassingly 
greater revelation, there was a given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I plead with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in, in insult, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, I am strong. Know that your weakness is not for worse, but it's for better. It's for better. Principle number six, and that's the last one. Fear not, but focus on the promise of the faithful one. Fear not. You see, when uh, Paul and, and, and Peter and John, in the book of Acts 4, verse 13 to 20 to 22, and uh, they are facing difficulties there because they are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are proclaiming, you know, how Jesus is died and resurrected, you know, and then... They start, you know, arguing. They start creating tension there. And then uh, we see how, how they do great things. They got people who get sick, you know, got healed. And then they got trouble because of that. They keep them. They beat them. But uh, Peter stand up and said, you know, I will not be ashamed to tell what I saw and what I heard. Even in the middle of this thing, I cannot remain my mouth closed. It's a time to speak. It's a time to tell the good news of Christ. Even is in the middle of tough situation. It's a time, church. It's a time, Bethel, to get up and to do what the Lord called you to do. It's a time. And... Uh, we're going to finish here. The mystery of the kingdom, God requires humility, devotion, obedience, faithfulness, long-suffering, patience, determination. Add those to your list if you have one. You know, they will bring you into the growth, what we, Jesus is talking in the book of Mark. You know, he's take, he's give some parable. What I what I can, you know, what I can use. What the parable I can use. He says, you know, it can be like a mustard seed, very small plant. You can plant it, but it can spread all over, and it's grow. It grows so fast. And battle is you. As I repeat that, you are small, but you are not small. You understand that? Because you understand the purpose that you are here. You understand God's kingdom. But I'm going to read that for you. And from Galatians 6, 7, 9, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man whips what he sows. The one who sows 
to please uh, his sinful nature, from that <coughs> nature will weep destruction. Destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will weep eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up. If we do not give up. We will be, there will be great joy. Because the harvest is a joyful, it's a rejoicing time. You know, when, you, when you're sowing, it might, be, it might be crying, it might be tears. Just like on Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6, it says, Those are who sow with tears will weep with song of joy. He who, uh, who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with song of joy, carrying sheaves with him. And then uh, this is us. If we not give up, if we persevere, if we continue doing and press on, not to our heart, not to our head anywhere, not listen to, to unfruitful conversation. You know, there is a many unfruitful conversation. If you are listening to them, you will not see goodness. You will not see growth. You will not see the, 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 the production in the kingdom of God. But if you remain... Just like Caleb and Joshua, you will see the victory. You will see the growth. You will see Jesus face to face. And tonight, I'm going to question you as I'm going to finish. Jesus said, the harvest is ready, is white. Are you? Are you? Set your mind. In the course that action, of action, work toward the goal you have set. Where are you now? You want to fail or you want to bed? Worship them. Jesus wants us in the field. It's a time to be in the field, my brothers and sisters. We got different colors, but we are we going. We got the same focus. We got the same vision. We got the same purpose, and we're going the same place. We will rejoicing together. You know, we need to move on into the kingdom of God. It's not time to just come and to sit down all the time in your pew. You know, you need to move on. You need to move on to put your hand into the work of the kingdom. You know, and the kingdom, is, it wasn't for a person. It's for every and single one that give their life to Jesus Christ and then to go and do the will of Jesus Christ. Let us stand together. And this morning, as we're going to pray, I'm going to ask you, if there's anyone, maybe who fell or who been discouraged, or in anyhow, who put aside what you start, what was in your hand, I encourage you greatly to take it back. Grab it. Hold on to it. Stick into it. And this morning, if you want to renew that with the Lord, the altar is open for you. 
I'm not going to push you. You can do it wherever you want. You can pray in your heart and say, Lord, this is what I start, but I let go because of discouragement, because I don't find anyone who tell me good job on it. Remember the message of Andrew preaching, the last message he preached to us. He said, you know, and his, and his message, the thing that you do, you don't need to, to, to see people come in and say, oh man, good job, you do this, you do well. But it will happen. At the time, you don't even know. Just do it. Do it.